The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and uh, guest Charlie number one, Dave Anthony, is here. Hello, Dave. Hello. I think I just, I've learnt nothing. Here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. I've learnt nothing from this podcast. Nothing? Uh, well, I keep making... Well, it just started. Well, not this one. <laughs> I've, I've learned nothing from this podcast. It's the first thing we've said. Right. And so far, I've learned nothing. I just want to... I just feel like the bar I've, so... Well, no, I've set the bar now. It's I've learned r- nothing so far. Okay. So anything will be a bonus. Okay. Tell me something. Uh, I got nothing. Okay. Well, <laughs> now, now we're 37 seconds in and I've still learned nothing. Uh, I've learned nothing about. I, I I've just lost another bit of the podcast. I this new machine that I'm working now, which I, I feel Zoom? like yeah. I thought you had this down. Ah, uh, you know what? I didn't mix. Sometimes when I dump things on my computer, they still uh, get lost, and yeah. then they anyway. Whatever. I, yeah. yeah. Whatever. I'm an idiot. What'd you lose? Ah, uh, so the the other day I did an episode with Ryan Sickler. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, yeah. Piece. I listened yeah. to your is episode. This, has he been on it before? Yeah, he's been on. Before, yeah, yeah. And he's a popular guest, and he's very yes. funny. And we did a little bit uh, before the cleaner came, and then the cleaner came, and we stopped, and then we did most of the episode. Uh, so I've got most of the episode, but, but not the, that little bit before the cleaner. All right. Well, that's not horrible if you have most of it. I know, but you know, it's nice I get to it. A little bit beforehand. Yeah. I like well, a little, I like when the. You know, I like with the podcast, I like to feel like it's an episode of like Breaking Bad when they change the format. Yeah. You know, I feel like people are like, oh, this oh, is like a little... What's happening now? I love how they're messing with the <laughs> so, conventional podcasting format. So how how long is the podcast if you lost some? Uh, it's probably still an hour or whatever. Okay. It's, it's funny. It's funny. Because I would be willing to do the the opening to that podcast. Oh, uh, you, you could, you could like... Yeah, I feel like we it. could, yeah. I feel like we could do that. This is, this is, by the way, this is so Clippers... So the Clippers have always been, I mean, for years, they were just second banana, terrible team. No money went into the team. It used to be a place where the the best player out of college would go because they were the worst team, and he would always blow out his knee. So it was like the place where knees went to die. And, and... And they had a racist general manager, and That's then they, and then they that. and then they had a racist yeah, general, general manager. Racist yeah, manager. so there's that. Yeah, and then they got rid of him, and now they're who, who didn't obviously really care about running it as a club was running it as some sort of tax write off. That's all it was. Yeah. Was a tax write off. Yeah, it was really great. Uh, so they were just and like I supported a joke. them for a very long time. Because Even in when you're in Australia, yeah. Well, the yeah. reason I supported them was that they are the same colours as my football team, the red, white, and blue, the Bulldogs, uh-huh. and that's uh, also America's colours, right? And America. Well, that's yeah. why I'm here. Yeah, because of the Clippers. Places that have the red, white, and blue. I'm <laughs> just great. attracted to those sort of places. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of other places you could go. I feel like it's not Somalia. There's another <laughs> Ghana. There's a really great yeah, but we'll get we'll get you to some other countries. Right, England. 
England, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I've been watching them play basketball. Uh, I went and watched them the other night win. Uh, one of their playoff matches, but I went last night and watched them lose a game that would have shut out the series and taken them through to the finals, which would have been the most successful that I've ever seen them be. Yeah. And I was expecting that I was going to be there to enjoy that. And in the third quarter, when they were 17 points up, I was really starting to enjoy my evening. And yeah. then it all went terribly wrong. Yeah. And well, what's the series at? Ah, so now it's like down to the final game. Yeah. Uh, which is in Houston. Uh, or they'll win that. And then uh, they'll end up playing LeBron. And the Clippers will win, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'd love if that was the case. Well, that's what'll happen. Um, but this is like a so they gave out a little hand, a little plastic hand yep. that claps, yeah, and makes noise. Yep. but it's so sort of it's so Clippers because it's so like it looks so cheap and small. <laughs> Don't be like that. <laughs> They're the number one team in town now. I know, but it just feels we are very... Relentless, except when we're 17 points up in the third quarter and then lose. We're not relentless. I used to do a bit about how the Lakers, when I first moved here, the Lakers had, you know, they would show like, to promote the upcoming season, it'd be like, and they shoots and they're on to the finals, or it's just like, like this highlight reel. And then the Clippers would always be like, he shoots and they're tied. <laughs> he shoots and they're down by two. Like it was always <laughs> their highlight reel was like they're almost. They had no like they won. They it were up really, at the end of the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, well, I will say that. I mean, uh, yes, they don't quite have the same glamour as the Lakers. Oh, I think that's changing very rapidly. No, but even I like, think this town will embrace even them. Their dancing girls, like us, uh, the girls who couldn't get into the Lakers dancing girls. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But look, that's it, it, the Clippers half, win one championship and at half time. They uh, had a oh, boy. they had a dog show. No! <laughs> they, they had trained dogs doing tricks. That was the halftime entertainment. And you know what? Well, it was great. Oh, well, dogs. It was so great. You should have seen some of the I tricks mean, these dogs They're not going to get a half-assed dog out there. It they, is an NBA playoff game. They had this one dog that, like, that both dogs got up on their hind legs, and one dog just pushed the other dog around, like, as they were both on their hind legs. That was a pretty good trick. That's one pretty dog crazy. Skipped. One dog, like, was on its hind legs, and yeah. they got jump ropes, and it jumped the jump ropes. The dog did that on its hind legs. I couldn't do that. Did you, hips. at any point, did a you... A dog is better than me. At any, po- <laughs> any point during... And I saw that dog. The performance, did you say, fuck me? Like, oh, fuck me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you when I said it. When one of the dogs, this is the fucking end move, this yeah. dog just goes out in the middle because it's kind of like, you know, acrobatics, you yeah. know? And so all the dogs are up on this podium and then there's this one dog and this is like the closing move. And this dog just goes down there and just like stands there. And you, it's like one of those fight scenes where, you know, the guy who like has done nothing, like yeah. he's always the guy who does the most fucked up moves. Yeah. Right. This is what that scene is in the dog world, right? Right. So this dog just goes down the front and just stands there. And the whole audience is like, what is this dog about to do? There's no trainers there. There's no other dogs. There's no ramps. There's no whatever. And then this dog just does a series of fucking backflips. Like does like that's crazy. Crowd goes wild. And then did it explode into confetti? <laughs> <laughs> explode into confetti. Then, then two midgets came back. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, so it's not. So you say it's a dog show, but it sounds like a pretty great dog show. 
Yeah, the doctor I mean, was great. I will tell you this though, and this might have been where things went wrong because in in the third quarter they bring out the trampoline guys who do the spectacular dumps. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's, it, it bores me honestly. Okay, well here's the thing. They normally the thing is they like three or four of them will run up with a basketball. They'll do a series of like spins and dunks off these trampolines, like in a row. In a row, yeah. And then they'll bounce them to the next person, and then the final one like dunks it in yeah. the big dunk, right? Yeah. And the two closing dunks missed them both. Oh, bring back the dogs! Right, that's what I felt like. Yeah, dog would have dunked that. Dog would have hit Give that. Give the dog a go on the on trampoline. A, on a backflip, you'll do a backflip and dunk it. You're shittier than a dog. Yeah, that's. You know yeah. what? They, uh, Do you think those guys would go home? But like, would know, they be devastated? Wouldn't it be great if that's your big moment? Yes, oh, of course like they the are. It's the final playoff game in like in LA. It's the third quarter. Yeah. They're bringing the team home. And you've missed the final two dunks. That's what, your only job. And do you you've think, missed both of them. Do you think they're walking into, I don't want to say locker room, but area wherever they change? Where do they change? They can't Would be they the locker room. Locker they've, room? Got to, they've got to have a special event room, like a, like a green room for they these people. They wouldn't be there with the players, right? No, they would be the nowhere near. Can you imagine they're sitting there changing exit players? I missed my dunk. What'd you do? Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> But you think they're walking into their little changing room? One guy's like, "Ricky, man, you threw that too high off the backboard. I would have hit it." Like yelling at each other because yeah. they, yeah, they had to. Totally. It, right? Well, somebody's fucked it up. Either the guy dunking or the guy passing it to the guy dunking hasn't put it in. And I'm going right. to say it's probably the. And but you the know, passer. What? It's a chain reaction. Because yeah. if the first guy doesn't get it quite so, right, then yep. the second guy's overcompensating from that point of view. Yeah. By the time it's like a Chinese whispers. By the time it gets to the last it's guy, it's a fucking nightmare. It's a completely different message. Yeah. You know? And that message misses the basket. And maybe that's like what the coach do they have a coach? I imagine they have a coach, right? Maybe I bet I bet, I bet it's a, to them. I bet it's a player manager situation. They should bring out <laughs> the coach with like a whiteboard and like get him to like do all the calls. Yeah. They should like after they miss that first one, they should have called a timeout. Yeah. A mid-air time. That's what they should be able a to do. A mid-air timeout? Guys, like second guy in knows the bounce has gone a bit wrong. Call a mid-air timeout. You get a timeout. Everyone's cool with Does that. Does time stop and he freezes in <laughs> the air? <laughs> also time stops. Well, we can't actually, free, we can't, that because we don't have that technology. So we are just going to suspend. Well, you don't know wires. we don't have that technology. Oh, well. We might. And when time stops, you you might just stop and and someone else could be doing something. And then oh, time yeah, starts okay. again, so, so you don't know. It, but it, it's only at the moment we can only make it work for a short period of time and but, in this sort of way. And the only thing we found a practical application for. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, we are hoping for better uses for this right. in the future. And as the technology develops, we think it has the ability to revolutionise the world and how we look at the right. nature and existence. Right. But right now, right, well, at this particular time, this is the only way period, we can fund it. But well, this is also the s- kicking in some sweet NBA bucks. It's also the safest thing to do because if right. you if you let it happen anywhere else, someone could step on a butterfly or whatever happens, yeah. and everything gets destroyed in the future. So. This is a safe place. Right. For the truth of it is, and we've, we we did a ranking of all the importance of jobs to society. Yeah. And guys who bounce off trampolines at three-quarter time in the basketball are lowest on that rank. <laughs> so it turns out we can afford to lose you guys. If something goes wrong, it's yeah. it's fine. You know how they say that thing about if you step on a butterfly, you can change all of existence? Yeah. Well, it turns out that's not true of everyone. Nope. It's uh, true there of butterflies, is... but we've made a list of people that we can survive without. It turns out that... That the four gentlemen doing the trampoline basketball thing can all perish and no one will even notice, really. Well, here's the first thing. Not the dog. You can do that act with three. That's, it's, the, that's the thing they've always got to know. You can do it with three. But it's also so, at this point, it's hacky. <laughs> 
like how many games have you been to or you've seen those? There's probably one. There's there's probably a group in every town. You know, I mean, and there's got to be guys who are better than others. There's got to be guys who who are proud of the fact they've never missed a dunk. They're probably watching, oh yeah. They're probably watching that game, and just because their shitty team didn't make the playoffs, yeah, but they're the best. Like they should get to do. They oh no, there's be. a guy. There's a guy at home just going. I fucking told you. You man. know what? It shouldn't be the fucking hometown's team. But bring in the bring, bring in, in the, the best. Uh, yeah, I agree. Teams, I know? agree. It's your. This is the you keep top a of the game. Of that during the season, and they also so you get to see. The oh, so who makes the most dunks in that? Yeah. And then that the I agree. And degree of difficulty, like yep. you know, you put something on the line, then people are interested in this competition, right? Yeah. There's an artistic thing like diving or whatever at the Olympics. There's got to be a gymnastic sort of style, yeah. like interpretation. But there's also like you have to complete. You get more for completing the dunk or whatever. Yeah. You know. Like, I also think yeah. I also think that you should uh, if you miss the dunk you shouldn't get paid, and if you miss two dunks you should have to pay the Clippers. Put some money on the line. Yeah, make it. Let's because it sounds like they're half-assing it. So let's make this real. Yeah. If they if they miss a dunk they got to pay a thousand dollars to the Clippers. I feel like that's fair. Right. And firstly, also what we should see on the big screen because we have the capacity, right, is like an explanation of their life and finances. <laughs> So we know how much a thousand dollars really means to them. Like, I mean, because it means nothing to LeBron, right? Right. And no. nothing to Chris Paul. Thousand dollars? No. no, nothing. Seriously, but to these guys, maybe a lot. The trampoline guys? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the difference between. And just this little thing comes up and says, like, uh, if they miss the dunk, and then it says negative thousand, and a little phrase comes up underneath and says. Uh, uh, now his son can't afford to go to college. Right. Yeah. Like make it real. I mean, make them realistic things. I don't think the trampolining guy's son's ever going to college. <laughs> right. Maybe that's can't why. afford to make a collage. Yeah, but maybe. In kindergarten, they needed uh, egg cartons for a collage <laughs> and we can afford those egg cartons. Not the eggs, but the cartons. But what if, what if the dad is actually a teacher and so he doesn't make a lot of money. Oh. And so on the, his his uh, night job oh, is right. to slam baskets well, to I mean, make money to send his kid to college. Do you know what? It's a mm. perfect night job. It is a great Games night job. Games are always at night or yep. on weekends. Right? Yep. It's always a hometown thing. I, I guarantee you all those guys have jobs. They, it should list their jobs. Right. Frank's a security guard. You know what? That would make me more impressed by the things. Yeah. Because if you're like by day. But yeah, now I'm interested in their stories, right? Yeah. This is Gary. Well, I can tell you right now, they're either f- they're either failed gymnasts or yep. failed basketball players, or failed trampolinists. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> people who like they're all rounders. They're triple threats. Really, they- that's what they are. <laughs> they're people who have too many skills. And they, why and- is that viewed less? Like LeBron, well, LeBron can only do one thing. These yeah. guys can do it on trampolines I, and gymnastics. I can guarantee you, every single time those guys walk out on the court, they are, they all look at each other and go, "How the fuck is this not a league?" Yeah, how how the fuck is this not the thing <laughs> that people are watching? And these idiots without the fucking trampolines are yeah. like the little league that plays at three quarter time. I mean, come on, I'm above the backboard and then I'm dunking, and I'm tiny. These I'm guys are super giants. tiny. Yeah, oh, what we're impressed that a giant can put a basket in something that's right near his hand. I would like to see giant people jumping on trampolines now. Yeah, that's what we want to see. <laughs> bigger trampolines, bigger people. <laughs> let's see. Let's. I let's. Would you pay money to see LeBron jumping on a trampoline? I want bigger than LeBron. I want only the really big guys. Y- Yao Min is that his name? Yeah, uh, like um, yeah, Andrew Bogut and Nova. Like that's what you got to yeah. do. Andrew Bogan Nova. Bogut. Oh, is Andrew it Bogut? Bogut. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> not Andrew Boganova, but either way. Right, he's the guy that, uh, he's the Australian, he plays for San Antonio? He plays for the uh, Golden State Warriors. Oh, my team. Paddy Mills plays for <coughs> San Antonio, he's oh. Australian. Uh, and Aaron Bynes or something, and there's a guy who plays for uh, <coughs> Cleveland, who's an Australian. Is Paddy uh, Mills Irish? Yeah, Paddy O'Mills. It's a little... <laughs> no, <laughs> no actually, you know what he is? What? Indigenous. Oh. Yeah. He's uh, right. probably our most prominent indigenous. And he's got the, playing cl- in the NBA. classic indigenous name of Patty. Patty Mills. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't change their culture at all. <laughs> you guys stay the same. Just you guys, uh, you guys, we're totally respectful of whatever you want. By the name, your name's Patty Mills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> right. Oh. And you play the saxophone now. No didgeridoo. Wait, what? But no, you know, it's Patty Mills. <laughs> Okay. Apart uh, from that, everything's the same. Okay. Yeah. Oh, except for that land that you've been living on forever. Yeah. You've discovered there's stuff under it that's worth value. So oh. that doesn't belong to you. Oh, but you I... You never claimed what was under it. What do you mean claimed? Uh-huh. I've been living here. No. No, that's where I live. Ah, uh, sorry, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who do you think's crazier? Our, our, our Abbott or your Abbott? Uh, Did you see my post on Facebook? No. Tell me about your post on Facebook. <clears throat> so the governor of Texas, uh-huh. um, the military, our military performs military exercises in different states all the time. Jumping jacks. Uh, jumping jacks, push-ups. Uh, all the running, jumping, the whole, all the exercises. You know. <laughs> but they'll, you know, they'll do, you know this team against that team and shoot tanks and all that shit. Right. They do military exercises. Military exercises. I mean, exercises. I don't know if you guys know this, but we're super into our military. Right. Uh, and They've so they're trained. They, what? They've got to train. They do have to train. Yeah. Cause we don't have, we clearly don't have enough war experience right now. So, well, uh, not much successful. War <laughs> I mean, you could have going to war. How great was it that Jeb Bush came out and said he would evade Iraq again, and everyone, including Fox News, got all up in his ass, and then he finally admitted, no, it was a mistake to invade Iraq. Well, <laughs> here's the thing that I find really interesting about that, because firstly, um, it's it's hilarious. To, to, I mean, not hilarious. It's terrible and it, horrible. No, it's wonderful. To see it's it's that, our like, best joke. That, Perhaps you're going to have a Clinton running against a Bush. Oh, God. Like, fuck. for a country where anyone can be oh, it's president. Yeah. Turns out that not anyone No, can not. <laughs> it's, cool to, it's cool to come back around on a monarchy. But it's really hard to, um, like, when your idiot brother has run for president. At, yeah. at different stages, people are going to be like, hey, do you agree with your idiot brother? Yeah. And you've got to have a position on that. Yes. And now his first position was, ah, he's my idiot brother, so yeah. I'll agree even though I don't agree. And everyone's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that because he was an idiot. He's and we don't want to moron. Think, yeah. And, yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, he is an idiot. He is an idiot. I guess I'm going to have to say that a lot if I'm running for president. Yeah, he is. He's got uh, to shit all over But him. that's going to be uh-huh. – that's – I mean, here's the thing that I found most interesting about that was that they didn't seem to have a strategy for that. I would have thought that in the first meeting you have, somebody's got to say, by the way, this is going to be the major problem. This is our approach to that. I, I think neither one of them. I don't, I don't think Clinton's ready. Has it been recording? Yep. I don't think Clinton's ready for what's coming either because she's going to she's gonna take some hits too for the shit that he did. Because uh, he, he's 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 the one that set us off on the the corporate takeover shit 
of our country. So, you know, NAFTA jobs being taken out of America, like all that stuff, that's all at Clinton's feet. So she's going to have to answer for a lot of shit <laughs> and she's going to have a tough time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be, that's, that's why you shouldn't run if you're, husband or brother was president that's right. just my uh, advice i don't think either one of them is going to make it through the primaries but we'll see you don't think so i have a feeling they're not i've i don't think hillary is a very good politician and i think she's going to make a lot of mistakes and she's going to come across being uh, seeming very unfriendly she's got a lot of money though she does have a lot of money oh god does she have a lot of money she's got it a usually lot yeah of money. it does and i don't know if anybody else will even try to run against her we'll see and also yeah and the other thing is that she like it's it's one of those things where like a lot of her baggage is is just is out there. Yeah. Like even when they came out with all that like you know the Clinton Foundation stuff and yeah. all the like and yeah. they just kind of like a week later were like, "Yep. Yeah, no, it's yep, a Clinton." Well, that, yep. It's what that's, that's what, what we do. That's what they do. That's <laughs> <laughs> me. But uh, her major advantage is who she's running against really because at the moment there's no credible alternative, right? Yeah, he hasn't come out yet, but there's a guy in Ohio that could easily blow her out of the water, Republican. Who's who's that? I don't remember his name, but he's got he's got it all lined up. Like he's, he's no baggage. He's he hasn't been that bad as uh, as as far as crazy Republicans go. Right. He's more normal. But uh, won't he have trouble then, like appealing to the crazy Republican base? Well, because yeah, isn't that he, the problem with Republicans but is it, that they can't get anyone sensible in because of the crazy right wing loonies. It, it doesn't matter because the right wing loonies will will come out and vote in droves against Clinton. It doesn't matter who the person is; they'll come out in droves. And also, Bernie Sanders is running, and I'll vote for him over Clinton any fucking day of the week. And a lot of us will. My and favorite, she'll probably lose because of that. Did you see that? I, I think I saw it on the Daily Show or whatever. But like um, his initial press conference when he announced that he was running for it. president. It's literally one of the most hilarious things really? I've ever seen. Because he's kind of like a grumpy, crumpled old yeah, man. Totally. Like, he totally start. is. Yeah. And then he's come down. And look, I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. But from memory, basically, it's just down on the lawns of like, you know, outside. Because what, what is he? Is he a congressman or like a... He's a, a senator. Senator, right? So he's working... Socialist. You know, yeah, right. Well, so an actual socialist. Actual socialist. Right. So he is... Uh, in the Senate, and he's come down for this press conference. But I want to also add the only socialist yeah, in say. all of Congress. Yeah. <laughs> we had to have one, so we can keep our eye on him. So he's come down to this lawn. No sort of you know uh, posters behind him. No sort of uh-huh. like, you know, rigmarole, any of that sort of stuff yeah. that you would do. There's a bunch of reporters like just standing around, like he's going to do like you know stand up press conference, and he goes, "Look, we'll be quick with this because I'm going to go back to work." <laughs> That's how he's announcing that he's running for he's president. He's awesome. That's why. Like, yeah, I'll vote for you. Yeah, in a second. He's, he's just this grumpy, grumpy old, old guy who comes out and says, this is bullshit. Why are you doing this? Stop that. And I then, would love to see someone run America like that. Oh, I think America needs that sort of dad. He's, he's you know the, what? He's the only guy. We, we, you've just gone through a period of time where you had the dad that was sensible and read all the books uh-huh. and explained everything. But it turns out that sometimes... You know, you read all the parenting books and you do yeah. everything right, but occasionally you just got to come in and fold your fucking arms yeah. and teach your kids some fucking lessons. Grumpy dad. That's what we need. We need a grumpy dad. We do need a grumpy yeah. dad. Oh, one so grumpy dad. What? Grumpy what America needs now is, is a grumpy, grumpy dad. <laughs> <laughs> and the grumpy dad era began. Yeah. Oh, I would love it if he... he I mean, he, he won't, but 
He here's here's the here's what he's for. Here's why he's running. He knows he's not going to win. He's he's running because Clinton is at this point a Republican, right? And then that makes all the Republicans have to be even more right crazy than her. Yeah. So he is entering the race to try to drag her left. Yeah, because she'll have to go left to win the primary. Yes. yes. Uh, against him, and then that. Yes. Yeah, I know that, and that all makes sense. Yeah. But and no, they're not running in a primary. He's running as an independent. He is not running as a Democrat. Oh, is that right? So just his, he, he everything he does, he's going to run the whole way. He's going to drag her to the left. Oh, interesting. To try to get those okay. votes. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's very good because our country is insane on the right. right. Oh, man. You guys need to be dragged a long way to the left oh. just so you can actually be in the extreme right. <laughs> I know like, we're fucking insane. Yeah, we're complete. People, it, it's amazing that people in this country don't realize what liberal actually is. Like they actually have no fucking clue because they think like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama are liberal when they're so right wing that it's crazy. Well, the system is right wing. Yeah, everything. the entire system. Yeah, like is set up that way. I yeah. mean, the fact that you have to raise like billions of billions. dollars, yeah. to run for president. Like that's crazy, that's that is not democracy. No, and when you have these like you know packs and super packs and all these yeah. like oligarchs, you know, who are able to funnel like money into making whoever they want to be, yeah, you know, president. You know what? If you give someone billions of dollars, like if I gave someone billions of dollars, man, if I donated to your political party ten thousand dollars. I would expect something in return. Oh, yeah, 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 for right? sure. So what do you yeah. expect in return for, like, you know, a billion, a billion dollars? Yeah, totally. They own you. Right. Yeah. And and the problem is that everyone's just like, well, that's the system. Right. Well, we can't actually change it because, because so the, I, I, the rich, the 1% are like 90, 98% of Congress. So they're all the super right. rich. So they're not going to ch- change the laws. Because they're just helping their buddies out, and then our Supreme Court. Well, not just their buddies, but all the people that like yeah. have had to fund every step of the process because are, it's made the process so expensive. Yeah, yeah, but they're also their. I mean, they're also their buddies. They're all these elitist assholes who. Yeah, and you know, then, in uh, and Britain then, they can't uh, run uh, television or radio ads. That's amazing. They just had an election, and they're not allowed to run advertisements on the television or radio. Imagine See, the money that would take out of the. Oh my God! But then, but then, you know who would be most against that, and why it would never work is the television right companies, which are the biggest companies in our country. They would just tell Congress not to do that. Yeah, and but here's I, what companies should not be able to do: tell right. the government not to do something. <laughs> That's the whole point of having a government. But wasn't that happening in Britain? Didn't they get caught doing that? Like, oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, that system's fucked up and yeah. corrupt as well. But, I mean, this idea that you have to have a billion dollars to run for president is... No, it's... It corrupts the entire system and everything is poisoned because of it. Yeah. Well, it's actually what exactly... This is exactly what Karl Marx said would happen. Like, he he is he's actually really good at breaking down everything that's wrong with democracy. And if, at its worst, what he described as America... 
And he, he doesn't have a great solution. Right. <laughs> but well, he's really good at pointing out the problems. Like, yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been great on Twitter. <laughs> he would have nailed Twitter. <laughs> he really would have got his ideas across a bit more. Because yeah. he could have just snarked on everything with no real solutions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I I don't know. I think we should go back to having a a, a king. Like well, a, I mean, you, like a philosopher king, one you raise since birth. Oh, you, and you, you and specifically you teach him, like a Dalai Lama or something. Yeah, you teach him. You fill him with knowledge. Yeah, and how to treat people well and how to be yeah be, to, to be the best of. But that yeah. that would, again would be the problem because like half of America would be like, well, if we're going to raise this person to be the best of us, know how to fire a gun. <laughs> He's got to be able to shoot a gun out of a helicopter at a pig. Right. Okay. And that and it would end up being a compromised baby, of course. Yes, it would be very you know? compromised, baby. And well, then, and you then could, there'd be like a about, lot of lobbyists from the pharmaceutical industry being like, "Well, we've got to make sure that this baby's got vaccinated with all these." You know, I have an idea. Okay. So you take this. Each side has a baby. Right. The left. Wing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm in. And the Tell right wing, and then. Uh. Now, do independents get to have a baby as well, or is it just like a left and like is it just the two major? I mean, they can have a baby, but it's going to be a weird little baby. Right. <laughs> no, no, it's just the two, you, hippie. It's, it's just the two. Okay. And then, uh, and then they both raise that <clears throat> baby, and they fill it with knowledge until it turn until they turn eighteen, and then they have a sword fight to the death. Oh. And then the one who wins. No, nah, see, it doesn't have to. No. I think the sword fight's a problem. It's very because, American, though. Yeah, but but the sword fight always favors the right because the right are always about like you know my your personal advancement over the advancement or better interests of other people. Whereas the left right. try to see that you know the better interests for all you know maybe at their own personal sacrifice. So in a so fucking sword saying, fight, the right is always at an advantage because yeah. the right's like ah oh, killed another fucking leftist, nice one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whereas the lefty would be like, I want to see it from his point of view, and I don't think that you know. Oh, now now I'm at a loss. Right. I feel like I had a great plan. I mean, it was a great plan up till then. Don't give, <laughs> don't give up. Because like, well, I was really all about the sword fight. Well, so what are we saying that that the, that they both grow up to be uh, presidential age, and then then they have a runoff, and people spend billions of dollars to? How about this? <laughs> Now, this is heteronormative, so it doesn't have to be heteronormative. Uh, but let's just say, for the example, for this first one, uh-huh. uh, we raise a girl and a boy. Oh. Because the thing about society is that we don't have enough <clears throat> female leaders who are seen mm-hmm. as equals, so we right. raise them as equals. We yeah. have a boy and a girl, and we raise one in the like you know the right-wing ideology, one in the left-wing ideology, and then uh, we let them run the country together. Now, if romance... If romance... <laughs> Right. But otherwise, it's like, I mean, who doesn't want to watch that? Yeah. I mean, that's like moonlighting. We've essentially come she, up with like a whole country that's based on like, you know, a yeah. like a classic, you know, sort of sitcom. People love those press conferences. Do we have a, uh, like a hidden camera following them around as like well, a TV a show? Camera. Like, I'm, like I'm talking about. <laughs> like, like a camera crew. Yeah, camera crew at all times. Yeah. Like it's democracy in action. People yeah, would is. be more involved in the. You know, the system, if it was like, if you really saw these people as, yeah, you know, you tune in for their fights and stuff. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. 
And then late at night, you turn it on and they're fucking on the desk. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Pretty special. Right. Okay. So we fixed democracy. Oh, so, uh, so our Abbott, who is the oh, gov- yeah. governor of Texas, oh. um, so they're doing military exercises and they didn't do one in Texas. Yeah. And um, the, the right wing, crazy right wing, which is significant, uh, it's about it's a large percent of the population at this point. It's growing. It's terrifying. Uh, they decided that that was an invasion of Texas and that Obama was sending the military in because he was going to invade the state of Texas. I mean, that, I mean, on all the evidence available, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, here's the thing. Can you think of a reason that Obama wouldn't invade Texas? Well, uh, because it's already, it's not a separate country. Right, but apart. From- <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. So they honestly believe that, now hang on, not just some crazy guys on blogs. The There's a, it's a significant, there's a significant, I, I'm going to say it's, I, what I read was like 25%. Now, so what is the... A Republican. What's happened? What 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 is the result of this? Well, like, they, I, I don't think the... I think the... I believe that the exercise is this week, and it hasn't happened yet, but the governor of Texas put the National Guard of Texas on alert <laughs> to fight them. Well, you know what they, should, <laughs> you know what they fucking should do? They should do it. Oh my god! Because no one right? really, because no one really like. Okay, there must be some people who believe it's true, but a lot of people are probably just posturing because of like their politics and whatever, right? Yeah. You know, fucking you know, do it. You know, it'd be just great. Fucking do it, Obama. You know, it'd be great. Kill is all just, those crazy fuckers. Is to send, just send, not even do it, but like just send troops through like the towns. They're not actually invading. They're just just have them and just see. What ha- Like, would they shoot? I bet they would shoot at them. Right, then kill them. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Dave. That's a better plan. Get them to shoot first and then kill them. Thank you. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I hope it happens. I, w- I, would, I would welcome an invasion of Texas. I mean, I went to Dallas, which is yeah. in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and did shows there. And yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. Um, and I would like to go to Austin. It looked good. Austin's it, good. It looks it looks like a cool place. Yes, and, it is. Uh, but I don't really know much else about Texas, really. Well, I mean, I went to the <clears throat> university that George W. I went to the George W. Bush Library. Oh, I know. Isn't that just a fun phrase yeah, I, for a yeah, start? Yeah, but yeah, I went and to, then all that's in there is just a game of Monopoly. Right, I went to the George <laughs> W. Bush Library. And uh, uh, three choose your own adventure books. (laughs) Mad libs. The whole series of Curious George. His favorite. That was his favorite. He loves the monkey. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He always asks what the monkey's name is. Um, So... so that was obviously his university. So I had to wander around there. And you could see the, the sort of world that those people live in. Like they were tailgating for the local football team. Oh, you saw tailgating? Oh, yeah. And these guys were like tailgating in like, you know, the shit that they were loading out in this park. Yeah. Like there were vans 
pulling up like uh-huh. a fucking radio station had arrived and they were about to do a promo and there'd be like eight TVs yeah. in this like van that they just pull up and start barbecuing yeah. and they pull out like eight TVs. I'm like, is this, are you Batman? No, it's crazy. Are you mobile Batman? They spend all their money on things that have to do with football. So crazy. It's really insane. And like they have all these like canopies. I like one had a DJ. Like had a DJ. <laughs> What are you doing on the weekend? Skrillex? I'm DJing a tailgate party. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could see it was a whole different world. Yeah, it's not my world, but I've seen seen it. Have you? By the way, everyone was really nice. I should point that out. They are very nice. Because I feel like I'm being a bit dismissive, which I kind of am. But as I walked through, because I was Australian, people would like talk to me and offer me drinks and kind of like yeah you know, want to chat to me about what was going on in the game and whatever so like they were genuinely very friendly people i have some homework for you uh you ever watch the show vice it's on hbo uh miami vice no vice is a new show on hbo is it a gritty reboot of miami vice <sighs> It's a gritty reboot of 60 Minutes, and it is brutal. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I haven't watched it. But there's one on the Texas drought, and I cannot recommend that enough to people to know what Texas is all about. Oh, okay. Because it's fucking amazing. They're just all like, no, this is just God. And they're like, you have no water. Yep. Yep. God, God's going to turn it around, though. And it's just... My, is there what do you think about global warming well science isn't really in on that yet you don't have any water yeah it's, well it's god's plan it's, that's very funny because in australia <clears throat> uh, and this is an interesting thing that's changing with politics in australia is that uh in country areas the people would always vote for a party we have called the national party which are essentially our country party like uh-huh. what farmers would vote for yeah but um and they would never vote for the greens because the greens were considered uh-huh. you know the but yeah you know, the environmentalists and the people who got in the way of farming and yeah. chopping down trees and all that sort right. of stuff but now uh-huh. people are starting to vote in some rural areas green because farmers in australia because we don't have the religious thing yeah are like hey why is it summer <laughs> in, in may <laughs> Because I've got to know when to plant things. Yeah. And this is not helping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, but it's amazing to see in this country that uh, with the place that has, like, that is just being spanked by global warming. And they're still like, nope, I don't think so. I don't see any proof. You don't have any water. Like right. fact, like the beef factories have shut down because they've had to sell all their cows because there's no water for the cows. Look, I've been reading a lot of stuff about how it is important for us not to overreach on like short-term weather events yeah. when it comes to talking about global warming and, and climate change. Because the truth of it is that what we should really just say is we trust experts. None yes. of us are smart enough or have the knowledge enough and have enough peer-reviewed evidence or the skills to even peer-review something right. properly for us to n- ever understand you know, these long-term trends. And, right. and often when we like, assign something like a weather condition to global warming, we're being as ill-informed as the people who don't think it's happening. Except. You, yeah, I know. But, but then there are some things that are long-term trends right. that are part of these things where you're like, well, no, this is, this is not just weather. When they, when I, because I studied, you know, that's what I studied in college, and we learned all about the greenhouse effect, and one of the things we learned was that Texas and all of the south, 
the west of the United States, including California, would dry out. Yeah. So what, well, that's why what Obama, they that's predicted. That's why Obama is inviting. Yes. He wants to take their dry. Oh, please. I mean, is it, there's oil in Texas, right? Yeah, but you know, now that oil prices are dropping, because um, Texas has always been a place where they made a lot of money off of oil, and then and then they didn't because uh, oil started being found in other places, particularly the Middle East, and the prices uh, went down, and so it wasn't affordable. With fracking, it makes it more affordable, but so, so since prices went sky high, suddenly there's a big boom in Texas, but now prices are... To dropping again and so it's hurting texas again so it's this it's this it, they're always on this line of whether or not it's profitable okay so that's it's kind of complicated but that's the texas answer uh would it not be a great place for renewable energies because it would like, be great it's like big and dry like hot and windy uh, and oh yeah no spices. It, it would be great for that but uh but the problem is is that any place republicans control any state, they uh, make laws almost against renewable energy. <laughs> I wish, I wish that was a, I wish that was a joke. <laughs> now, this doesn't have any coincidence, though, with the fact that like guys like the Koch brothers made all their money no. in non-renewable energy sources, no, it right? has, and they are the major c- contributors it, it, to. None of none of this has anything to do with the fact that um, that companies like Shell and and uh, BP and everyone else pour money into into the Republican politicians. It's total coincidence. Yeah, those Irish companies too, because <laughs> they're all based in Ireland now or Singapore. <laughs> oh God, we're so fucked. Right. Uh, yeah. Like Apple in Australia, like and all these companies, there's been a big backlash at the moment. But like Apple and Google and all these, oh, yeah. like Shell and all these companies that like make all this money in Australia. And their offices in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh no, no, we're Irish. Yeah, yeah. No, fucking... we're not called. We're O Apple. Yeah, we're Opal. It's, it's a little O, the big P. It's really fucking heinous. But Americans are so anti-tax. Our name is Penny Mills now. <laughs> Penny <laughs> Mills for tax purposes. Our name is Penny Mills. <laughs> Americans are so anti-tax that they love it when a company does that. Right. Good. They shouldn't have to pay taxes. Have you ever been on a road or right. a school? But also, you have to pay more tax if they don't pay their tax. Well, that's, that's the thing that like people don't realize. If these big companies paid their taxes, then the rest of us wouldn't have to pay as much tax. Well, that's the fascinating thing is there's starting to be a big backlash against uh, parking tickets and um, and and traffic violations and stuff because the amount of money you pay is extraordinary, and it's because the cities don't have any fucking money because the taxes are gone. Right. So what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> You fucking idiots. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. it's, in LA, they actually give out parking uh, infringements in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm you're stuck. If you're stuck on the 10 for too long, you get a ticket. Oh, that's three that, tickets. That would be amazing if they did that. I'm in traffic. I've got three tickets. I'm just on my way to somewhere. They're actually reducing parking tickets. I'm being towed. I'm getting there quicker because I'm being towed. Please tell me. <laughs> Seize my car. Take me there. I got an email. That's what. Oh, that that's says. what that was. That's it. I have so many computers around this house at the it's, moment. It's because it sounded like it was way over there. It's my Australian phone, oh. which is like plugged into the wall and has email. Alert so on you it. get. So you're getting. You're getting Australian. You're getting emails on your Australian. So what? Basically. Oh, so that's just your email. It's anything not that, anything that comes through on that phone is essentially my work email and my Australian calls. Do you get through. texts from Australia I on can. that? Yes. 
but I use my US phone generally to communicate to in Australia, to even to Australia. Oh, you do? Yeah. It's cheap. That's what I did when I was in Australia. I got the SIM card, Australian SIM card, and I used that. I had two phones. Oh. Which so then I felt like one of those guys because sometimes I would be I'd take out my two phones and I'd be looking at them and I'd be like, Oh, everyone thinks I'm a fucking creep. Yeah. I and, got two phones. So I you, know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you feel like a total you're like, I just like phones. Uh oh, it's a US phone and you're Australian. I have uh, but I have that all the time. There's an interesting thing to speaking of that. Um firstly, I've been watching a bit of the basketball, right? It's the, yeah. the playoffs. And I always think um one of the things I'd love to do is look at a program and try to work out what they think the demographic of the program is based on the advertisements that are in between the program. Uh-huh. Like, cause you can get a general sense of like, you know, if you're watching yep. a show and all the advertisements are for like the, you know, feminine hygiene products yeah. and like, you know, cleaning yeah. or whatever, then maybe you're not the demographic. Of that, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you watch late at night, they're all for catheters and uh, mesothelioma, which is a thing you can get from, uh, you can sue somebody if you get mesothelioma. Right. <laughs> So apparently people who watch basketball are mostly people who like to buy basketball-related supplies. Uh, a lot of telephone, you know, ads, that sort of thing. Yeah. And a lot of lonely farmers. There's a lot of ads. Really? For, oh, the lonely farmer ads yeah. are there? Yeah. That's fascinating. Farmersonly.com or whatever yeah. it's called, which is like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an ad. It's a, it's a service. It's a dating online thing for farmers farmers only though and they're like no city else. city folks don't get us and then but that is what it's like yeah it's like where are all the women yeah and then like at the end though and i only noticed this the other day because i half watched these ads but there's a jingle um you don't have to be lonely at farmersonly.com is yep. the jingle but at the end there's like there's like these 12 girls in this bar you know who are going to be the you know the and they all turn around and they sing it no it's so fucking creepy no like, i didn't realize but they're all just in this bar these weird nervous women who look like they've been kidnapped <laughs> they look like yeah it's not a glossy ad at no, all they look, like very... they look like any minute now yeah. liam neeson is about to burst in the door yeah. and claim one of them is his daughter oh no because it's like a trafficking ring yeah it's like they've taken these women against their so, will it's like some guy came in and went bernadette gn marianne get over here we're gonna sing a song what you don't have to be lonely at farmersonly.com. Now get back in the back and wash them dishes. That's so uh, there's that. And there's an ad for LeBron. Now it's for a car. For LeBron? Well, it's like a it's Oh, he's a in car the ad. He, yeah. He's doing a McConaughey. But it's at LeBron's um, house. Right. And uh, Okay. Right. So, you know, LeBron's trying. So firstly, he's trying to eat his breakfast. First it's a, scene, yeah, it's a LeBron hard. trying to eat his breakfast. Is he having a hard time? What kind of what? breakfast is it? Is it cereal? cereal? Yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah. you know what? A, kind of a, a, a high sugar cereal, a uh-huh. cereal that I wouldn't have, but I guess he's burning a lot of calories. Yeah, you know I mean? He could probably yeah. eat whatever he wants. He probably eats like six chickens a day. Probably needs to continually eat high, yeah. you know, because he's working it off. Yeah. But anyway, so he's trying to eat his high sugar breakfast. What do you mean trying to? What's what's happening that is... Well, here's the thing. Like, he's got a lot of windows on his house, so you can see outside as well. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a guy out there with, like, a leaf blower. Oh, boy. LeBron's, like, trying to peacefully eat his uh-huh. breakfast. An old fucking leafy McLeaf blower out there. Yep. I know this very well. By the way, LeBron, black superstar, leaf blower, white. Yeah, that's yep, right. Yep. Thanks, Obama. Choice. So... <laughs> Everything's flipped. <laughs> so um, LeBron's like, oh, God, I'm, I want to get some peace, right? Mm. So next scene, cut to next scene. Not immediately after. Cereal's gone. 
don't get any sense of whether he cleaned mm-hmm. it up or whether he ate it or whatever. Right. But he goes to sit down on his couch, have a bit of a relax. Yeah. And then just... It's quiet like, time. He's, he's quiet. That's what yeah. LeBron wants. He wants, wants a bit of peace quiet. and fucking quiet, yeah. right? Uh, Does he not know the leaf blowers out there? <clears throat> well, no, no, no. He, the leaf blower is like... That's why he's gone into the lounge room. Okay. To lay down, to get What's away it? from the gotcha. leaf blower. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like, he's already been disturbed. Now he wants some peace and quiet. Uh-huh. So he sits down on the couch, but then the phone starts ringing. Oh, boy. But two phones. <clears throat> oh. He's got two... He's got two phones. Two mobile phones. Two mobile phones. LeBron's got, got two mobile phones. In the ad. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's it? very interesting. It's like a sign, isn't it? It's like, isn't that like a... I'll do the ad, but can you get yeah, that was, my phones? Yeah, that was very I, much I a choice. I want the ladies to know that there is a spare phone. <laughs> so both yeah. phones start ringing. Now, uh-huh. here's what I would have Are known. they the same? Or do they look exactly the same? Uh, I, I would say they're the same brand, but maybe not the same. Uh, like you might have a work phone. Like your, your phones phone. look the same, right? Well, one's bigger than the other. Oh, one is, okay. Yeah. So um, I, I'd say that's kind of what he's doing. Okay. Right. So uh, they both start ringing. Now, here's ideally what I would do in that situation, but it doesn't go with the premise of the ad, but just turn your phones off. <laughs> do you know what I mean? What about mute? I just put you mute just on. You just put mute on and yeah. then you're good to go. Yeah, literally. Yeah, right? there was, but, there's, yeah there's lots of ways you could handle that, right, I guess. But that doesn't serve, no, does serve he, the narrative or premise sure, of the ad, right? Sure. So LeBron's like, oh, where, where, where can I, you know... We're well, going to get some peace. Yeah, right? away from your phones, I guess. So, yeah. And, yeah, and then he walks through the house. So he he he's under the impression he has to leave his phone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's good at basketball, Dave. For everything else here sure, has sure. management. Yeah. So now he's like, I'm like, I want to get some peace and quiet. And so you see him walk through the hallway of his house, and in the background, his kids oh, boy. just going crazy. Yeah. Just going crazy, yeah. Dave. Where is LeBron ever going to get some peace? I don't know in his giant mansion where he'll find that quiet place. Well, it turns out he has to go out to his car. He has to go and sit in oh, his car. Really? In his giant the, house? Yeah. And leave the ca- he doesn't have like his own bedroom or like a room Apparently where... Not. Can his Apparently phone... there's just that communal room. <clears throat> there's that kitchen nook. Uh-huh. And, and we have, have to keep the phones in the communal room. And he doesn't have like a den or anything? No, or like a Not LeBron. Library or maybe don't. a TV room he could just go in and have the TV off. Gym, quietly, you think, maybe just like a tra- some sort of training room. Yeah, there's or? not and like a guest bedroom that he has people stay in. Maybe if just they come like over? literally a silence room. What about an He's office? LeBron James. Does he have an he office? Can't have a he can have a room? silence room, like a perfectly silent. What if his room? silence room was just a room that he drove his car into? <laughs> <laughs> Surely he has like a panic room or something. He could. Like, I mean, he would have a panic room, right? <laughs> room. Yeah, he probably does have a panic room. He'd have to. LeBron yeah. James I, if I was, a panic room. If I was LeBron James, I would have a panic, panic room, room for sure. Yeah. I want a panic room, and there's right. no reason for me to have one. <laughs> but a panic room sounds probably awesome. Probably a reason for your family. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, I put in a panic room. They're like, <laughs> what's happening? What? It's like, look. It's, it's, trust me. It's for you. <laughs> it's because I love you. I don't know what the codes are. <laughs> uh, yeah, daddy's going to get weird. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to go into some stuff. Uh, yeah, okay. So there you go. Uh, all right, let's uh, tell one more thing and then we'll finish up because we're going to go and see Mad Max. Let's talk about that. Um, so 
Have you been watching the trailers? Nothing. 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 Have you been reading reviews? I've been hearing, I've been seeing people talk about it and yeah, I've been, yeah. Why? I don't know. No, no. I mean, I don't want to get my expectations up too. Well, high. it's hard based on what people are seeing. I also think we're seeing a reaction to the age of Ultron. I agree. Like perfect, <clears throat> perfect timing. Here's, we, here's what I would say. Firstly, I would say this is that um, I obviously Charlie and I like it's Charlie's favorite film franchise of all time. And I when it, I when it, I studied it, film at university, people have heard me talk about this. But I did my like film project on yeah. the Mad Max films, and I have said on this the podcast several times, and people can go back and hear yeah. it that I was like they are going to nail this. Yeah. Like George Miller, whatever he's done. Yeah. He just doesn't get it wrong. Like even if it is Babe or Happy Feet or whatever. Right. He knows how to create a world. Yes. And he has a big fucking weird bold vision. Yep. And he doesn't get things wrong. No, I agree. And, and but then to have seen the reaction to it yeah. is so pleasing. Like it's yeah. just great at someone at 70 to just come out and go, well, how about this? <laughs> Like, that just makes me so fucking happy. Can I? Can and it I s- makes me so happy that because you know this story right about when I ran into him at yeah. the butcher and I thought he was going to ask me to write Mad Max. Like all, <laughs> I, like we haven't seen it yet, but I, I believe all I want to know at the end is like, yeah, that's better than I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's that's what it's going to be. I'm so excited. I would just like to say that it is also. It is also the triumph of a man being allowed to write and create something as opposed to Age of Ultron, which was, people are so mad at Joss Whedon, but he didn't write that fucking movie. Marvel doesn't work like that anymore. That you are given, you are given all of the points for what all the characters will do, and you might get to write some fucking dialogue in between. Right. But if you but, do a Marvel movie, you are not writing a movie. They, you are being told how to make everything because it's not just the movies that they're setting up. It's also the comic books. They've intertwined all these worlds so a guy cannot go, here's a good idea, and make a movie. That's not what's happening at Marvel. To the point where Joss Whedon kills Agent Coulson off and he comes back in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And yeah. Whedon was like, even in the Avengers, he's like, well, in my universe, he's dead. But he's not dead. Yeah. But it's interesting because I had gone off Joss Whedon a bit, mostly because he snubbed me at Tim Minchin's party. Right. But, yeah. uh, but not just that. And but like, he was also a dick to Jonah Ray. Like, uh, I don't know what his deal is. He's been a dick to a few people. Yeah. And so I had really gone off him a bit. And I went and saw the second movie and I didn't love it. But here's what I did. I revisited the first one which I'd gone off a bit, but like watching it on a small screen where it's in his element. Yeah. Like I think that the jokes and that whatever he does with those characters in the, with all the things that he has going on that he has to do, I think he does a really good job with it. And then I like rewatched the second one and I'm like, with all the things I would love, I would love them to bring out and go, these are all the things that we had to do in this movie yeah. and challenge anyone else to do a better job of still making that. That was a really watchable, like lighthearted, not perfect by any means, but so many great moments. So like we're a bit spoiled, but like there was probably yeah. 10 moments in that movie that like in, in the old days, if there'd been three or four of those in a superhero movie, you would You'd have be been happy. fucking wrapped. Yeah. 
No, but that's also what happens when there's too many superhero movies. Then and you there's just, too many characters just, that all have to have their moment. Yeah. There are way too many characters to have to have their moment. Like, here's what should have fucking happened. They should have introduced all those new characters and then Hulk should have just killed them all. Smashed them oh, all. That would have been the best. Because when anytime Hulk's in that movie, it's like, and this, I've said this before as well, but the Avengers movies are Hulk movies. That's what they should be. Yeah. It's everybody else oh, and you showcase Hulk. That's all I want to see. Because that's all anyone wants to see. Yeah. And when they actually let him destroy and like spoilers, but when they like, you know, when he actually has some negative consequences to his yeah. action, that was the most interesting thing about right. this whole second film. And if you had more time to explore all that, and I think there wouldn't have been the backlash between his relationship, you know, with Black Widow either if they'd had more time to explore it. Right. Because of all the things you can accuse Joss Whedon of. I know. Like when people were like that he's like not a feminist or that he's like, you know, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're, he's you one. He's, you know what? Maybe you didn't get it perfectly right this right. time for a myriad of reasons. And maybe you won't every time. But don't take. No. He's, on, he's, he's having it's a on crack at being on the right side. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, a long list before you get to yes. taking Joss Whedon down. There's a huge list. You're not list. doing it yourself no. or anyone you're any You're eating favors. your own at that point. Right. Yeah. And that doesn't mean don't. Check people on things. Yeah. Like we should live in a world where we're constantly checked on these things. But right. check people. Yeah. And give people the benefit of the doubt. Death until threats. you see a fucking pattern. Yeah. You might have a look at his other work and go, yeah, you know go what? Yeah, go and check that out. Maybe this is... Yeah. It's, it's really... That was really fucked up what happened. I mean, I read that John Ronson book, you know, So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Oh, yeah. And... and you just see it more and more. I think we're at the apex of it at the moment where everything's like, it won't continue. It can't you continue. You don't think it will? You, it can't. It can't, mate. There's going to be a natural, well, maybe not a natural balance, but in the same way as Fox News has become ridiculous. And, you know, there was a point where everyone thought it would mattered a lot and it was a bit more. And now I think it's, I've been undercut a bit. I mean, it still goes on, but I don't think those voices have the power and the Glenn Becks and all those people that they had yeah, three, four, five away. years ago, you yeah. know, it there's a point you get to where you say ridiculous things where you can't go any further. Right. Well, you, you, you've, you become, uh, uh, you can't parody that person because they're a human they're a parody. parody of themselves. Yeah. They're just saying the same ridiculous things over and over and they yeah. become old re- irrelevant windbags and people start to go, Oh, right. That's what you are. Yeah. That's what you, yeah. That's what you've become. And I think that's what that rage on the internet. Yeah. You know, hopefully. will. Be I bad. hope so, man. Cause it's pretty, hard to watch when they do that to someone it's just and it's scary because you 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 realize someone can say one thing and just that's it one mistake and your life is ruined well like the woman who flew to africa making that tweet well that's the interesting thing about that book is like we we've got to get more proportionate in our like i mean i think as a public figure like I say things and they're on the record and I make my living, you know, uh-huh. in a, like in an arena where like I get paid for my ideas. Yes. So, you know, and I have an audience. Right. So th- there's, a, there's a fairness to that that when I respond, like if someone has a go at me or like, you know, doesn't think that – like I got asked to do uh, Getting Dug With High again. Uh-huh. And uh, the question was asked to me, would you – you know, do you think <clears throat> do you think it will be an issue again? Are you willing to go through that again if it is? Like how do you feel about all that sort of stuff? And I was like, well, haters going to hate. No. <laughs> <laughs> what i said i said i'm just gonna shake it off no um i i have at least the capacity to have this podcast that if somebody does take something out of context or whatever i have the capacity and forum to to respond yeah but somebody like that 
like who had a hundred like you've got to look at the initial level of damage right yeah if somebody's tweeting something to 157 people no matter how whatever it is then it's it's not proportionate right something got explained to me once which was really interesting um i uh told a joke on uh, Rove's show and I named a teacher from high school. A teacher who had been mean to me and yeah. who I didn't like. But after that, they, I was just taken aside and said, look, you know, because I was like, well, she fucking had a go at me. I can have a go at her. That's fair. Yeah. And afterwards, somebody said, look, you just went on a show that a million people watch yeah. and people are on your side. Was your response proportionate to Probably her not. initial... And I was like, well, you know what? When I think about it like that, yeah, then probably not. Yeah, and I think that we have lost a sense of proportionality. I I would agree. You know, with that. I think that it should. This I don't. You know, when somebody tells a shitty rape joke, I don't mind that they get caught on telling a shitty rape joke. Yeah, but it should be proportionate to the like you know whatever it is. Like you know what I mean? Right. Whatever the the sin is the response should be proportionate to that. Yeah. You know, if you're a politician who, you know, campaigns on human rights or whatever and then you make a shitty AIDS joke about an African, then maybe you should lose your job. Yeah. But if you're just a PR person who who was clearly trying to make a joke, yes. like it's clearly a joke about like I mean it's a it's a it's a joke that Ricky Gervais would find it tough to pull off but probably would you know right do that sort of joke and in the hands of a professional you give them maybe the benefit of the doubt uh-huh. but in the hands of someone who doesn't know what they're doing it was I just know. a shitty joke yeah but ever but you can't read it and not think it's and it's like the girls who yelled at the cemetery you know that arlington or wherever they were there was a sign that said like respect peace and you know observe peace and respect and they were at a and there was a photo on the internet of her like pretending to yell and not be respectful oh. of the sign her and her friend, that's in the book as well, her and her friend basically had a running joke on Facebook where every time there was a sign, they would do the opposite of the sign, right? Uh-huh. So in context... It makes complete sense. It's just sense. another... I yeah. mean, yeah, again, probably something if in retrospect you go, maybe I don't yell at the sign at Arlington. Right. But in the context of them just having this running joke of them yelling at signs, you can understand how they just like... Yeah, oh, they well, saw they, it and, yeah. and no one's meant to see it. Yeah. It's just them right. having this joke. And then right. somebody takes that one out and suddenly there's, you know, people saying that you hate war heroes. I mean, that, that, sh- that to me... It's not when, proportionate. No, it's not proportionate. Offense. It's also... I, people get to fucking make jokes even if they're fucking tasteless without having their lives destroyed. Well, that's what I mean. It's a joke. It's a joke. He's, jokes aren't that dangerous or damaging. No, not at all. Right? So... The response to jokes has to be proportionate to the hurt that can be caused by a joke. Yeah. Now, if you're telling a shitty rape joke in a room where there's some rape victims, I can see how there could be some hurt in that room and there might be a proportionate response to that. Yeah. Which may be that that person just never sees you again. Which should be the response. Right. You think that's probably the response, but I don't even mind the idea that you can tell people that you don't think that's appropriate and people can make their own judgments. But people so often feel the need to make themselves to make the story bigger and more important than what it is yes you know without a doubt and then it becomes like you're like well this isn't proportionate response to right the the thing that happened in the first place yeah it's completely insane yeah uh you rick remender is a writer uh for comic book writer friend of mine and he wrote I don't remember the name of this character, but he wrote a comic book and in it, the comic book time traveled and 
sex had sex with somebody and then all of a sudden he was getting attacked on Twitter that a man had had sex with a child <clears throat> and he was like no read the book right. and then it, all of a sudden it snowballed and he's getting it's the it's the thing he's getting just barraged and just and now Marvel's concerned that he's done this thing and it's like look at the fucking timeline and he's getting worried that he's going to get fired off of other comic books and uh and it went on for like uh it went on for uh, over a week a weekend or like three days you know enough that it was just steam gathering steam and and then someone put up someone went online and, and broke it down and put up photographs of this this happened and then this happened and then there's a time travel and this happened and this happened and sort of made everybody who was who didn't read the comic book and he was just jumping in based on what they heard. All of a sudden those people kind of faded away. And then I went and I looked and I, I went all the way back to where it started and it was four women and they were repeat tweeting just over and over and over again. And one of them wanted to be a comic book writer and wanted to write that comic book. So she was trying to get Rick fired right? because she was hoping she'd get the job, which she had no chance of getting the job because she didn't have a resume good enough. But it all came down to this crazy personal thing if she was looking for a reason and she almost ruined someone's life. Oh, I mean, people can be looking for, and that's again, the proportionality of a response. We yeah. need to be examining, you know, why people are saying things. Like every, on... On all levels. Yeah. Like, we, we just don't do enough of going, why is this, like, company saying this? Why is this politician saying this? Why is this person saying this? What are the motivations of, you know, why am I being sold this? Why am yeah. I being told this? Like, we're just not doing that anymore. No, we're not. We hear it, we're, we are living in a... In a, in a because I, the, I hear so, okay, this is yeah. the thing I was going. There's this uh, a blogger in Australia. Her name was Belle Gibson, and she was a uh, like a basically a young, you know, like I cured my brain cancer with you know juice or whatever sort of you know health yeah. blogger. And she like yeah you know, ended up getting these book deals, and she was very popular on Instagram. And then it all fell apart because uh, it turns out that she was making it up. And the thing is, she wow. but she had like a you know book deal, and she like had an yeah. app and all these sort of things, and. She's 24 years old and she's clearly got mental issues and yeah. she like, you know, has made this whole thing up, right? Yeah. But, you know, Apple approved the app and like Penguin or whoever it was like approved the book right. deal and whatever. These are adults whose job it should be to go, hey, is this true? Right. Is this thing yeah, true? Yeah, you got to vet the person. Shouldn't we do some checks? Because here's the first red flag that I have. Uh, she says that she cured her brain cancer with juice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even need to hear any other bit of the doubtful bit of the story. That's literally all I need to go, you know what, we should ask some more questions because that's impossible. Oh, my God, it was juice all along? <laughs> like, you, you, you can't tell me that Pfizer wouldn't be fucking making $19 juice. <laughs> if you could. The people at Pfizer, the, the CEO kicks in the door, what the fuck? have you been doing you cunts it's juice get get a cold press machine in here i mean that's my we're not as a society 
questioning these things. And it's, because it's a we live in a headline society, and by that I mean people just go on Reddit or these other places and they see the headline and they don't read the story and they go and also, based on if, that. If you look at news websites, like the most popular news website in Australia, news.com.au, which is the one that will take uh, excerpts of this podcast out of context and yeah, read it up uh-huh. into a story, but their headlines don't even. They aren't even what the story's about anymore. Oh, like, amazing. I don't know when we went from the point yeah. where you, you can just lie in a headline now. Yeah. You can just make something up completely. Yeah. And then that's just how we do it now. I, and I gossip magazines, oh. they're just lies. Oh, they're just fucking Wasn't insane. Wasn't there a time when that you at least I were like... I feel like there was. But now it's no, like it's just, Angelina Jolie had a baby out her eye. <laughs> yeah, what? what? Uh... Oh fuck! I forgot what I was going to say. Man, there was it this was one I was reading the other, like uh, the you just like the front cover oh. of the other day about Clooney's like divorce and like blah blah. blah. And I was like, this is that's what? none of this is true. None of it's true. <laughs> I so there's a there's a news, I think a, a really good sort of political news website that I read called uh, Talking Points Memo, and one day they put up a headline, and I was like. They, they're really good about most things, but they have a bug up their ass about Glenn Greenwald, who is this really good, smart, liberal lawyer who is a reporter, who this Snowden, he's involved in the Snowden stuff, but they put up this headline about him, and I was like, that is so fucking misleading that people who see the headline are going to think oh, yeah. something's not true, and that's fucking bullshit, and so I sent them, I was like, you guys, I super respect you. And if this is the road you're going down, it's bum me out. And then the guy who runs a site, like the head guy, and we went back and forth and he goes, well, technically it's true. I go, yeah, it's also super misleading. I mean, you can say technically right. that's true, but if you read the body of the information, it's not really true, is it? And we went back and forth and he just stuck to it. And I was like, man, that's this is bad news. I hate that. But I think part of it's our responsibility as consumers because we like it's clickbait but we're the ones who are fucking you mm-hmm. know you know putting our mouth on the hook like i yeah. mean that's the problem we're the ones who are clicking on the but it's so, e- but you click on it because it looks like it's a right. thing so it's a it's really them uh, daniel mcpherson who is an australian actor uh he is in some film that he was promoting at the moment and they clearly asked him about and so the headline was something like ah uh, See which major role Daniel McPherson missed out on, or like you know, like yeah. whatever. Like, and basically, it was a story he told. When I read the thing, like I was like, "What is this?" And basically, he had an audition for Fifty Shades of. Oh Grey. my god! Like literally, he had an audition. That oh was the my story. god! It wasn't a story of him uh. missing out, or like it was literally like I I, went, I had an audition for Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> god, that's so. That's not up. what the headline was. <laughs> Uh, I've got a. a, a let's finish because we're going to go and see the Yeah, movie. we should roll. All right. Uh, Dave, uh, anything you want to plug? The Dollop, of course, your other podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Dollop and uh, Podfest in September. And uh, yeah, uh, that's it. That's fine. Uh, I will be in London first two weeks of June at the Soho Theatre. Come to that. That would be awesome. Uh, and also, I will be doing uh, first live FOFOP ever in the UK. Uh, that is on Saturday, June the 6th at 11.30. Uh, so tickets should be on sale for that this week. And then uh, after that, I'm doing uh, July the 11th at uh, Meltdown. I'm doing Free Will there, and I'm doing it at Montreal Just for Laughs, uh, Sydney and Perth dates to follow, but I'll give you those later on after we've seen Mad Max. Uh, all right, see you guys. Bye-bye. Oh.